Thought we'd just have a little musical um, start to the podcast. Lovely. Yeah. I like it. Spontaneous. <laughs> it and was, beautifully it was spontaneous. It wasn't beautiful. Oh, but it I was spontaneous. It was. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Uh, she watches. 2023 is here. It is, finally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, many apologies for our absence in oh, December. Oh, I know. Um, but love actually made us ill. <laughs> <laughs> actually made us ill. Oh, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Even and just the thought of it, I think I, I started with, like, some lurgy first, but then yeah. once you'd watched it, you got, like, full-on, like, bedridden lurgy. Completely infected. Yeah. 100% infected by Love Actually. <laughs> and, like, the worst of it was, I mean, I watched it twice. I've had to watch it twice, and I've written notes and everything, but then was, as you quite rightly point out, had to take to my bed mm-hmm. um, and couldn't rouse myself enough to talk about it. So you know that's for another time. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to save those notes because you know we'll have to come back to it at some oh, point. I put effort into that. Yeah, I did for no yeah. reason. But next time, only watch it once and don't jinx yourself by watching it twice. Yeah, definitely. It makes so, everyone feel a bit queasy. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we might briefly touch on that a little bit Ooh, later. Yeah. Briefly, briefly, briefly. You know, it's almost like this is planned. You know, yeah. it's almost like we know what we're doing. We have to. Sorry, we've 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 done too much of a preamble. But yes. my musical um, intro, yes, might tip people off what we're actually speaking about. Oh yeah. It wasn't just a random <laughs> outburst. I've not got random Pavarotti disease. Um, so we're doing it already. So. And, and I say that I say that to explain to people that the mm-hmm. reason why we might be speaking out of order mm-hmm. is because we're doing, shall we say, the third film out of six. Yes, we in can a say way. the third, yeah, yes. third instalment of, of six instalment story. Yes, yes. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. Yes. So it's no wonder that we're all a bit confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time last year, it was the 20th anniversary of the release of Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. So mm-hmm. consequently, around about this time is 20 years from the release of The Two Towers. Hey. hey. So we're doing the first half. You'll be glad to know because otherwise we're going to be here all week. Um, <laughs> we're doing the first half of Lord of the Rings of Two Towers. The extended month. cut. The extend. The only cut. Do, yeah, we do the extended versions. We did it last year, which is why we did it over two podcasts. We did. Because the extended cut is the only cut, like you said. It is. I mean, I, I struggle now to remember which bits are... Added in mm-hmm. because to me that's the definitive version. Yeah. I actually had to look it up. Yeah, um, to see which bits were extra. Mm-hmm. Some of the bits I know, particularly out of the other two films. Yeah, but Two Towers not so much. Right. So okay. you mm-hmm. have um, made a slight faux pas. I did. In that you've watched the entirety of the Two Towers extended edition. Yes, and I wrote notes out for the whole thing. Yes, and but then we're not... two days ago. We, we confirmed what we were doing. That, yeah, it was, so, it, we did it in two halves. There is a day when we will talk about Helm's Deep, but, but it, it is, is not, not this day. day. <laughs> so it, I'm just going to... I've just got to put you on a warning. Mm-hmm. You start speaking about the second half. Okay. Oh. You're going to get a buzzer. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. No Helm's Deep. No, no Helm's Deep. Oh, my buzzer's not working. That's letting me down. <laughs> It's because it wants to talk about Helm's Deep. It is. 
So we're just going to talk about the first half. Okay. It's probably yeah. going to take us about two hours anyway. Mm-hmm. How long's the film? I think we've already been talking for two hours, haven't we? I think we, we have. Yeah. Film's about, well, the film, I say. The first half is about one hour 45, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, in, in its entirety, it's three hours, 43 minutes. So it's a hefty, hefty <sighs> film. It really is. And, um, again, we've gone off on one. We should introduce ourselves. It's a new year. We are Betty and Rita of the She Watchables podcast. And this mm-hmm. month we have discovered that we have inspired. I'm going to I'm going to take it. I'm going to take credit for this. OK. We've inspired another podcast. We have. There's a there's a podcast out there entitled She Watches. Yeah. Yeah. I've not listened to it yet. Uh, I'm sure that it is much more knowledgeable and less shambolic and this <laughs> well I did notice that the runtime was only about 20 odd minutes for the podcast exactly yes uh, so yeah whoever so you tight. are yeah you are you've got it nailed you have like, absolutely yeah, we found you absolutely. it's Holly Brazel right yeah okay. I'm not stalking her or anything but, um... <laughs> <laughs> you have taken it to the next level beyond me I am going to listen <laughs> yeah. I'm going to okay. listen to it because you know what? what she watches need to stand together don't we yeah and she's watching like one of your all time <gasps> favourite films Alien I love yeah. it I love it but we're not talking about Alien no today mm-hmm. we're talking mm-hmm. about Lord of the Rings of Two Towers and the synopsis of said film is is that we kind of pick up where Fellowship of the Ring left off, the Fellowship has divided. It yes. has been split. We've got Sam and Frodo trying to make their way to Mordor with the ring. To they do not know the way. The one ring. Oh, I know. Oh. And, um, yeah, we, we kind of already had a hint from earlier in Fellowship of the Ring that they're being stalked by Gollum. They are. Merry and Pippin, as valiant as they were at the end of Fellowship of the Ring, mm-hmm. got captured by the uruk They did. And carried away to... Isengard. Mm-hmm. So Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli are giving chase to them. Yep. We have no more Boromir. <gasps> and we have no more Gandalf at the start of Two Towers. We don't. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. We don't. Well, we don't before the film starts. Uh-huh. But at the very, very start. Yes. We'll come back to that. Yes. Um, so it's got an IMDB score of 8.8. Mm-hmm. It is the 13th highest rated film on IMDb. Yay. Um, so I'll tell you, wh- where do you think Fellowship is in relation to that? I'm going to say higher. You would be correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Fellowship is at number nine. Oh, right. Okay, I was going to su- say top ten. Yes. Oh, go yeah, top ten. Absolutely. And Return of the King is, uh, I'm not going to tell you that, am I? You're going to have to wait until next year, or you can just oh. look it up on IMDb, okay. to be fair. Yeah. Um, so it's... Uh, Officially, just not as good as Fellowship of the Ring, so I'm going to put that out there. Whoa, what? <laughs> oh, are we going to fall out? No, we're not going to fall out, but <laughs> we're like, really? Mm. Oh, oh, no, no, because my cat, my what I was about to say, you're going to buzz at me for. <laughs> it's got Helm's Deep Battle in it. <laughs> <laughs> It has got a Helm Seat battle in it. That's the buzzer not the only, only works once. <laughs> That's not the only amazing thing about this film. No, no, but it is the best film. But the best thing about the film, I think, to be fair. And yeah. it's not in this half. Okay. Um, yes, two of my friends who shall re- remain nameless mm-hmm. say it's the best of the trilogy. Right, yeah. I- I'm going to disagree with that. Mm, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't honestly choose, like, a favourite out of mm-hmm. the trilogy. I don't have one. I think it just... 
Depends which scene I'm thinking about at any which moment in time. I completely concur with that. You see, I always say Fellowship's my favourite film. Mm -hmm. But I think what I mean is The Minds of Moria sequence is my favourite sequence. Yeah. And that's in Fellowship. Ergo, mm -hmm. I think of that as my favourite film. Okay, fair enough. But I also like the you know the gathering of the film. There's, 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 there's other bits that I like in that. Yeah, that's it. There's well, so Helm's much Deep to love in every film. Yeah, yeah. Helm's Deep is amazing. I love... Stop. <laughs> I'm buzzing myself now. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad influence already. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the worst free app ever. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah. So we can't talk about. But that. yeah, um, in in <clears throat> the first part of Two Towers, yeah. um, you know, we've got um, our introduction to Rohan. To we have a whole new set of interesting characters. I think. Yeah, that go on to do like super duper important things. Yes, further down the line, when we get into Return of the King, they do, they do. Um, oh, it's got some absolutely beautiful scenes in it. Mm. I love the little sort of history and backstories of like Aragon and Arwen. Yeah, um, which isn't in this film. It is. Is it? No, no. it's oh. not. No, <laughs> no. Well, it's not in this half of the film. <laughs> it is in this film. It's, it's not in, in this part film. It's one not in of this half film. of the film. Anyway, what? it it won it won not many Oscars. No, um, I know it's that's because it's not as good as Fellowship of the Ring. But anyway, no. um, it won two Oscars for sound editing and unsurprisingly visual effects. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to argue with that. Yeah, uh, it was nominated for Best Picture, but Chicago won. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love Chicago. To be fair, okay. I'm not I a humongous fan. fan. I'm a fan. I like it. Yeah. It was nominated for the Screen Actors Guild Ensemble Award, but was beaten was by beaten Chicago. Was beaten by Chicago? Yeah. It is a I don't really get good that. Film. It's a really good film. Mm. I like it. I like it a lot. I like the, I like the songs. I like the, Yeah, and I think it is a good, uh, it's a good cast. Okay. Yeah, I suppose And so. I think, to be fair, Fellowship won a lot. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think everyone knew Return of the King was going to win a lot, so... Mm -hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I guess it was Chicago. They don't want it just like completely taking exactly. over all the awards for yes, like three yes. whole years. Not that we're suggesting that the Oscars is anything but <laughs> a meritocracy. Yes. Um, the the thing that I thought was quite odd, and I need to look this up. What are the rules? Mm -hmm. It was awarded best foreign film by the Australian Film Institute. Okay. That's now I'm very well aware that Australia and New Zealand are two different countries. Uh huh. But I kind of assumed that it would need to be in a foreign language yeah you would have thought so because otherwise the BAFTA award for foreign film would quite often go to a, an, an American, American film, film exactly or, yeah or an Australian film or an Australian or film, film yeah film or, so yeah. I'm confused about that so I need to look that up yeah that's a bit of a cheat really mm -hmm. I would agree mm -hmm. footnote to be eligible for the Australian film award for best foreign film the film must have been made outside of Australia and can be in English or a non-English language. All three instalments of the Lord of the Rings saga won the award, as did Alfonso Cuaron's Gravity, Silver Linings Playbook and La La Land. Or do I mean Moonlight? In contrast, the equivalent BAFTA award is titled Best Film Not in the English Language and in recent years has been given to Parasite, Roma and Another Round which is now on Netflix if you want to watch this wonderful film before its inevitable Hollywood remake. But it is indeed not British. 
but mm-hmm. but also not a Hollywood film. There's some American funding, but it is mostly it is filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. And we just add to our sort of international cast with this film as well. Oh, we do, we do. Because we've got Brad Dourif, who plays Wormtongue, who's from the US of A. Yep. Uh, Bernard Hill, who plays King Theoden mm. from England. Yep. Uh, we've got Miranda Otto, David Wenham and John Noble, who play Eowyn Faramir and Denethor, all from Australia. Oh, Denethor no, is not uh, in this half of the film. Not even in the flashback to Osgiliath. Oh, is that still... Oh, no, that's still in the second part. Look, his name's there, though. Well, you've written it down, <laughs> so it must be in the first half of the film. <laughs> Anyways, Faramir's in there. And yes, Rand he is Ross just, in there. And then just. we've got Carl Urban, who's AMA, who is from New is. Zealand. So, yeah, yes. all right, OK, and John not re- Noble. Not related to Keith Urban. We'll talk about John I Noble. I always think he is, which he isn't. No, he's not. No, not even a little bit. Mm-mm. So yeah, we've also got um, we've got an, another new character in this half of this film is is Treebeard, mm-hmm. but of course he's voiced by Jonathan Rhys Davies. I did so not, not a new know this yeah. until research time came uh, around. Yeah. I was, how did I not know this? It's like 20 and it's quite years obvious now. to be fair when you when you listen. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, plus all the uh, most of the characters mm-hmm. from Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Aragorn, not Viggo Mortensen. Aragorn won mm-hmm. a Golden Schmo Award for coolest character of the year for this cool. film, Fair enough. which I think is yeah. you can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Brad Dourif, yeah, he had um, he had his eyebrows shaved off for this role. Oh, <laughs> uh, they put wow. potato flakes in his hair to look like dandruff. Oh, lovely. Mm. Uh, prosthetic nose. I always think he looks a bit like the child catcher. It does. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. creepy looking. He he's is. Creepy yeah, looking. They've, they've got the look mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And it's it's not often that Tolkien gives people like what I call like Dickensian names, mm-hmm. you know, names that tell you everything you need to know about them. Yeah, you know. But yeah, Grima Worm Tongue. Yeah, is never going to be a a leading man or <laughs> a good guy, is he? No, he's not to an be elf, fair. is he? To no, he isn't an elf. No. no, no. But he is a great character. Yeah. Um, and of course, you missed Andy Circus, <gasps> who's of course I did. He's in the Gollum's in the first film. Yeah, I don't know whether he was actually played by Andy Serkis. If you see, what yeah, I mean because he doesn't one. get any voice in the first no, film, and just, he looks slightly different in the first film, does. even though you only get like a little hint of him. Yes, you just really get his pale eyes, don't mm-hmm. you, and his true his fingers. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to say Andy Serkis is new. Yes, in this film, good point. Yeah, obviously we've done degrees of Richard Curtis for mm-hmm. Fellowship, mm-hmm. so I've come up with I struggled with this. Okay. But I came up with one for one of our new characters. So did I. Than, yes, but it was hard. So I'll be interested to see. You've probably got a really easy one. I, it didn't take me very... I think it took okay. me about a minute. And, oh, and okay. the first character I thought of to do, I was like, oh, yeah. I oh, know OK, OK. So, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm clearly just missing something <laughs> very, very obvious. So, OK, so who was your... Who was your character that you were? Mine was Andy Serkis. Okay, so mine's Miranda Otto. Okay. So I've not seen her in very much else, so Yeah. I struggled with that. There's only one well, I don't mean this in a disparaging way. There's only one thing in my mind that sticks out, but it's mainly because it traumatised me watching it. And that is War of the Worlds. Oh, of course, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Miranda Otto stars in War of the Worlds from two thousand and five, which was directed by Steven Spielberg. 
who also directed Schindler's List, which starred Liam Neeson as Oscar Schindler. And we all know Liam Neeson stars in, in Love, Actually, Love Actually as Daniel, which is written and directed by our Richard Curtis. Our Richard Curtis, you're quite right. Well done. There you go. Well done. Thank you. Um, and it's brought it back nicely to Love Actually. I know. Wonderful. I'm sorry. Everything comes back to Love Actually. <laughs> it does. It's not just Richard Curtis, it's just Love Actually. I That's know. the thing. I know. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I had issues with my printing today. Because oh, no. my steam powered laptop decided not to save the last um, the, the last draft that I did, oh, so I've had to scribble a lot of things in. So oh, this this bit is written in in my handwriting, so I probably can't even read it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do have a steam powered laptop, mm-hmm. just because it's still got all the you know it's got like a CD burner and Excellent. everything in yeah. it. You know, it's 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 you know. It's powered by a Someday little... that'll be fashionable. Well, then. exactly. Well, this is what I'm thinking, you know. Yeah, keep it. Exactly. In our post-apocalyptic, you know, <laughs> world, when you want me to burn you a CD mixtape, you know, mm-hmm. for your CD Walkman. Yeah. Um, you'll be wanting my... I need that. ...hamster-powered laptop. Yeah. <laughs> if we can afford food to feed the hamster, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm struggling, <laughs> struggling with my own handwriting today. But, um, to read Richard Curtis, I've got Andy Serkis. He played Ian Jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the biopic Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Matt Whitecross, who has direct, directed an awful lot of music videos. Right. Um, not too many feature films or um, too much TV, but a lot of music videos, mm-hmm. uh, including quite a lot for Coldplay, Take That, loads of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, for some reason, co-directed Red Nose Day, actually, <laughs> um, with Richard Curtis, which was a short uh, made in 2017 for Comic Relief, updating us on some of the characters. Well, well done. That's like, yeah, that's a tough one. I went, yeah, I, but I, just, I, I just looked it up on IMDb, you know, I just, but you see, I, I went, think of I that out of my head. More of the worlds because I thought, oh, it's got like Tom Cruise and he's connected to everybody and yep. stuff like that. It's got to, it's got to be an easy connection. That's Tough. I guess so. Yeah, that's but, some research. Um, yeah, I couldn't. So there you go. There you go. Everything oh. is connected to love, actually. Mm-hmm. So it seems. Yes. Uh, when <laughs> did you? Where, did, where and when did you first see this film? I'm assuming like opening weekend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, opening weekend, or or close to that, and yeah. uh, with like all of my family mm-hmm. that went watching Fellowship of the Ring, except for my mum, I think. And my brother-in-law, Kev, because they didn't like the original one. Um, and then uh, it would have been at St. Helens Cineworld. Yes, probably the same mm-hmm. for me, probably, yeah. And would you, is it rewatchable? Stupid question. <sighs> so rewatchable. Yeah. Like, so rewatchable. Never get tired of listening to the music. I know. Of the story it's telling, of mm-hmm. the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scenery. All those like long lingering shots right at the beginning, mm. you know, where we're getting a Mountains. little bit of like sort of echoes of fellowship and what happened yes. to Gandalf and all yeah. the mountains. Yeah, just oh, gorgeous. Yeah. I would love to go to New Zealand. Me too. One day. One day. Me too. We'll get and there. if a beautiful white horse called Shadowfax doesn't come running across a field to me in slow motion with beautiful music playing <laughs> when I'm in New Zealand, I'll be, very, I'll be a little bit back. disappointed. Yeah. Did yeah. you? Did you? Read about how the well, not exactly how they trained it, but um, it was a, it's a horse that's trained to not wear um, a bridle or a, oh, right, or a saddle, okay. and um, they put a piece of wood, just like a plank of wood, mm-hmm. in front of Sir Ian, right. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, mm-hmm. um, and just trained the horse just to run towards and put the, put his 
paws, I was going to say. <laughs> I've got paws. Um, put its hooves on the plank. Okay. So, like, from the wow. other side of the field, it was just a one-shot. Well, you can tell it's one-shot. Yeah. Uh, and just literally just galloped up to him. And... Wow. Yeah, hit his mark. Wow, I am impressed. I love the, impressed. The... It's called De Niro. Oh. is called De Niro. <laughs> and yeah, very good answer, facts, yeah. to be fair, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love the fact that rather than training the horse to run to like Surrey and McKellen, uh-huh. we get the horse to run to a plank of wood on the <laughs> yes. floor instead. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love like the low budget well, of that. In all fairness, you can't you can't just have Surrey and McKellen lying around, can you? You know, just while you're training your horse. So uh. <laughs> you get a cardboard cut out of him or something. You could, yeah, they could have done that. They could have done that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I must say, I'm finding it more... It's no secret that Two Towers is not my favourite Lord of the Rings film. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. apart from Helmsteep. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> it, <worked. laughs> it did work. But um, just watching the first half, okay. I actually really enjoyed it. Cool. Because I, I do find it a bit long. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a bit of an understatement, but I find it a bit long. Um, yeah. A little bit boring in parts. Right, okay. So... Splitting it up into two parts, I've yeah. actually really enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, rewatching it. Yeah, because I'm not constantly aware of how much we've got left. <laughs> you know, how much we have before we get to Helmsley. So, which are the which bits bore you? Which bits bore me? Mm-hmm. I think I don't. I, I don't think I'm being controversial here <laughs> when I say that Treebeard is very boring. Yes, I think. Everyone thought that, not everyone, a lot of people, I think. Even Merry and Pippin think Treebeard is boring. (laughs) Exactly. And that is a a scene that's just in the extended edition, isn't it? It is. Where Treebeard is reading his poetry and Mm -hmm. they fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of an in-joke, according to Mm -hmm. Peter Jackson. To basically say, we, we know that he's boring and yeah. we're just showing Because that he's when boring. you read the book, you're just like, oh, Oh, no. When is something going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And it's painfully slow. It really is. I'm yeah. blessed, because Treebeard's like such a lovely character. Absolutely. And obviously the whole point of him being slow and methodical and yep. and boring, mm-hmm. it's like his character is an ent. That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is painful. So I'm, I'm grateful that like the films don't make too much of it, and when they do have Treebeard in it, that they do sort of poke a bit of fun about him. They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it does, that I can happily fast forward that. Mm-hmm. Any other bits? Um, no, I don't think so. No. I think it really is. I could just lose Fangorn altogether. Mm-hmm. Really, I know you can't yeah. because you know. Spoiler alert: um, they are actually quite invaluable um, <laughs> at the end of the film. Yeah, um, but we'll come back to that. Um, so I know you can't lose them altogether, but um, for me, it's just a bit, a bit dull. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Have you got any fast forward moments? Not really, just because, like I said, like if if they were taking the whole scene with Treebeard seriously, mm-hmm. then that would probably be a fast forward moment for yes. me. But just looking at Merry and Pippin's face, yeah, yeah, and the rolling their eyes and the looking sleepy, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I feel that. <laughs> I do like the bit where Treebeard steps on the arc. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I love that. I think it's really like Monty Python <laughs> with mm-hmm. big foot, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's um, it's a bit kind of slapstick. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that bit. Mm-hmm. That's it. I love the bit in Fangorn Forest where um, I will defend Fangorn Forest because okay. it brings us, it, it brings Gandalf back. <gasps> yes, it does. Sorry, tripping ahead a little. True, sorry, it does. Yeah. but we get Gandalf back in Fangorn Forest. Yes, I love that bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adore it. But yeah, I have something to say about that, but I'll come back mm-hmm. to it. 
going back to our characters, our mm-hmm. new characters, do you have a standout MVP? Or is that a really obvious <laughs> um, question or answer? I think it for me, I'm going to give the obvious answer that it's Gollum slash Schmeagle slash yes. Andy Circus. Yes. He's a steam, a, a steam sealer? A steam sealer. He's a steam sealer, <laughs> yes. It's been a long day. It has been <laughs> so long, so long. <laughs> um, yeah. He, oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Like, Absolutely I know that lovely. a lot of that scene where he's, you know, it's Gollum versus Smeagol oh. is editing and CGI and stuff. But obviously it's all based on Andy Serkis' performance. Yeah. And he's incredible. I just find the character um, one of the most, I don't want to say relatable things, <laughs> but you know, he's, he's, a, he's a tragic character. Yeah. You 100% feel for him. Mm-hmm. You, you go from thinking he's a terrible creature, mm-hmm. um, bent on, you know, just getting the ring back, taking mm-hmm. the ring back to, to Mordor. And then you feel terribly sorry for him mm-hmm. because it's kind of a story of addiction, isn't it, really, yeah. in one sense, and what it does to people, an obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think he's, he's such an empathetic character. Mm-hmm. And he's not even real. I know. You know, I mean, he is played by, using air quotes, um, Andy Serkis, but yeah. you don't obviously see him on screen. Mm-hmm. Although I think you do. There's moments where you think, oh, he actually looks like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think initially when, when he's when his cheeks are blowing out, that, that oh, yes. where, he's, where he attacks them yeah. and his cheeks are blowing out, like he actually looks like it. You can it see does. Andy Serkis in him, can't mm-hmm. you? Definitely. Um, he uh, won, Andy Serkis won the Award Circuit Community Award for Best Supporting Actor. And the Critics' Choice Award for Best Digital Acting Performance. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, totally well deserved. But I had to look. Yeah. Who else was up for that? Who else was up for that? Well, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. Um, Yoda. Oh right, okay, yeah. Because Attack of the Clones was. I was going to say uh, Attack of the yep. Clones. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Dobby the Elf. Oh, okay. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I mean, I think it's uh, it's a no-brainer that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But and it was kind of new, wasn't it, this uh, motion capture thing? Yeah, yeah. They definitely kind of took it to a next oh, level. Absolutely. Altogether, yeah. didn't they, doing a lot of things, which they did with a lot of technology, I think. They did, yeah, 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 um, 100%. But appreciation. I just love him. I love the, uh, just love the character. I think MVP, yeah. Yeah. I doubt. I, on, on this rewatch in particular, I think because you're looking at it with a bit more of a sort of critical eye, yeah. Um I've never really appreciated how much of a drama Queen Gollum is before. <laughs> you know, at the oh, start yeah. when you capture him. With the rope. And with he's the going, dance. Well, you know and what? he's like flailing around like a lunatic. And I'm just like, oh, God, it's really loose. such a drama He queen. could probably actually just lift it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of me that thinks, with it being an elven rope, yeah. and with him being as he is... Um, well, whatever he is, yeah. he's not a creature of Mordor, is he? But you know, no. he's, he's but he's, he's, been, he's got a bit of a black soul about him. Yeah, yeah, there is a tiny bit of me that thinks maybe it does burn. Mm. 
you know, maybe it does. But no, you're quite right. If you don't, if you've not got a, <laughs> if you've not got a terribly dark sense of <laughs> a dark sensibility like I have, um, then yeah, it is like it's slapstick again, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like well, it doesn't burn. It's nowhere near you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, when he's rolling around on the yeah. ground. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why Frodo develops a bit of like softness towards him yes. because it's he's almost like a child. Yes, definitely. He is very childlike yeah. in the way he like tantrums and the way he like overreacts to things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like as the film starts to progress a little bit, mm-hmm. he um you know, he kind of like warms to Frodo a bit as well because mm-hmm. Frodo's been nice to him. Yeah. But he doesn't really want Sam because Sam's really untrusting of him and really not a fan and You've got that pivotal moment about halfway through in the Dead Marshes. Mm-hmm. Um which always freaks me out a little bit, um, where you think that Sam has rescued Frodo Uh from the Dead Marshes and then you're quite surprised when when the camera pans back to above the water Mm -hmm. and it's Gollum. Yeah. And that's a bit of a, oh, and it's obviously a surprise to Frodo as Mm -hmm. well. And that's like a turning point, I think, where Gollum and Frodo get that. Yeah. That bond. Because from about that moment on, Frodo starts calling him Smeagol as well, doesn't he? Yes, he he does. Yeah. Doesn't call him Gollum. So he's appealing to his, like, more... Hobby teenager. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Seeing him as, like, an actual person. Exactly. Rather than just a thing. Yes, yeah. Because he sees the person behind the obsession, doesn't he? Doesn't he? I I just love Gollum. Me too. I think he's wonderful. Me too. Oh, well, that's good. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that we agree on that. I'm glad we agree on that. Do we have any favourite scenes? <clears throat> Are you not allowed to say all of them? Oh, <laughs> you're not allowed to say all it. of them. Darn <laughs> it! Um, okay, so I absolutely love. Like I've already touched on it, but I absolutely love the opening scene where yes. we've got like the echoes oh, of yes. Gandalf falling in um, yeah. Castle Doom, and mm-hmm. and then it kind of leads into that. Like, is it a dream or is it a vision that yeah. you've realised Frodo's had where it shows you what happened to Gandalf after that? Yeah. And, oh, you know, the bit... I mean, like, the where they're cabin. fighting on the way down in the yes. cabin. But then when they actually open up into, like, that big watery yes. cavern below and that shot of them coming down like a big My. fireball. Yeah. And the music is it's perfect at that point. Unbelievable. I don't when I watched that on the cinema screen, I was just like... Yes, oh, absolutely. Oh, I am open-mouthed at this moment, prete- I, like just pretending like I'm watching it again. Yeah. Gobsmacked I, at I, how I glorious that was. <laughs> I can't recreate it on a small screen. No. I mean, it's still amazing. Yeah. But like yourself, I remember seeing that on the cinema and being literally open-mouthed mm-hmm. because of the scale of it. Yeah. Because when you first see the shot of the cavern... Yeah. You don't have scale. You just think, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a little cave. Uh-huh. And then you see Gandalf and the Balrog falling and they're tiny. Yeah. And you realise, oh, my word, this is a massive... Yeah. Um, this is a massive cavern. Mm-hmm. And like you say, I couldn't wait to see it on DVD when, when it first yeah. came out. And it's still amazing, but it's nothing compares to seeing it on the big screen. Put it on your biggest TV and sit as close to the screen as possible. Absolutely. That's about as yeah. close as yeah. you're going to get without seeing it on the cinema again. I don't know if that's... I feel like that's probably based on a picture. Because a lot of yeah scenes are taken from artwork, aren't they, mm-hmm. from, uh, from previous editions of the books. Yeah. So I don't know... If it, you know, if it's not, then it's absolutely inspired mm-hmm. that particular shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Footnote: 
I've searched in vain for an Alan Lee or John Howe illustration of the cavern through which Gandalf and the Balrog fell during their week-long battle. Both artists worked on Peter Jackson's trilogy though, which explains why many scenes are inspired by their artwork, and their artwork is inspired in turn by Tolkien's descriptive prose. Gandalf recalls falling for a long time, into a cavern so deep that none have measured it, into water that almost froze his heart. Warning. Looking for answers about the details of Gandalf's battle and eventual defeat of the Balrog will send you down a rabbit hole this deep. I just think it's like the perfect sort of visual and audio combination at that point. So that is an astonishing scene. Yeah. I'm trying to think in the first part of this film, is there another (laughs) scene for me that beats it? Um, I love, I mean, we we just touched on it just a few minutes earlier, but the Smeagol Gollum Mm -hmm. um, scene is one of my favourites. And apparently, I know you said it's down to editing, but apparently um, Andy Serkis did do that in a one take. Yeah. Um, and they filmed it as a one take mm-hmm. with him just turning and turning and turning. Oh, right, and turning. okay. But then they wanted to really show it as being two people. Yeah, like that proper clear divide. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of uh, switches where you do see him turn, mm-hmm. but most of it is almost like a two shot, yeah. isn't it? Where mm-hmm. you see the, the two people responding to one another. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he did it as a one take and yeah. with the two voices. Man's unbelievable. I know. In his field, he's, he's, he's on his own yeah. in that field, really, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Astonishing, but I just love it, and I just love that Smeagol wins in the end. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm free. <laughs> so cute. And I love um, also Gandalf in the Golden Hall. Mm-hmm. I just love that whole scene. Oh, it's brilliant. Love with the it. brawling around him, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. just like yeah. just like stomping his way up exactly. to King yeah. But even just from where he goes in, and he wouldn't take away a wizard's staff. And yeah, playing up, you know that he's yeah. an old man. Well, the bit where um, they, they stopped at that point and said, like, you know, yeah, you can't, you can't come in so armed. Yes, and they all start un- like unladening all the <laughs> swords like and daggers and weapons everywhere. Like, yeah, just yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like how long. Does it take them to unload all know, that gear they've good. got? And they've uh, been running with all that across, like, yeah. across middle, across you know, across New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched it with um, with the Peter Jackson uh, and Fran commentary, mm-hmm. and it was only at the point that they were watching it for the commentary that Peter Jackson realised there's terrible continuity in oh. that particular scene when they walk <laughs> into um, the Golden Hall. Yeah. He said, obviously, like, Wormtongue doesn't notice straight away that Gandalf's got his staff. Yes. Because he said, when he starts to use it, he says, why didn't you take the staff off him? I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But, um, so, Peter Jackson says, obviously, we wanted Gandalf to carry the staff low. Yeah. So that Wormtongue wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. But when you see it from the back, he's, he's, he's carrying it. Exactly, right. yeah. yeah. He's carrying it like Gandalf. Yeah. And then from the front, he's carrying it quite low. And I think it was only at that point that Peter Jackson went, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which you can forgive him. He had a lot on. Yes. You know. But um, I love the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Love how he reveals himself as mm-hmm. Gandalf the White and then the whole transformation um, scene oh, where yeah. Theoden comes back from mm-hmm. being his... Uh, Bewitched self to be in his, uh, his his normal self. Yeah, and Saruman That's gets like a favorite. virtual smack in the face. He does. From yes, he does. Yeah, and he it's does. like, yeah, you deserve that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a callback to fellowship when Gandalf gets 
thrust across the room mm-hmm. by uh, by Saruman. So, I'll, oh yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Good choices. Um, oh, any favourite lines? Yeah, I think like going back to the Gollum and Smeagol one. Uh-huh. I love. I, I just. I just love it where he's going. Leave now and I'll never, never come, come back. <laughs> and then he says it with more confidence yeah. each time. And you're like, yeah, you go, you, yeah. you go, Smeagol, you tell Gollum. <laughs> Get lost. I don't even know if, if so any cute. of that's in the book, but to this point I'm not really bothered. Cause... Do you know, I should remember, because I read the books again not so long ago, actually, like did last really? year, yeah. Uh, I did skip over the Ents bit quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can't remember if it is or not. Okay, if it's not, then it's completely inspired yeah. <laughs> like Sam and Frodo's conversation at the start of the film mm-hmm. where they're lost yes. lost in like the sort of barren lands aren't they and they're yeah. going around in circles and Frodo says to Sam nothing ever dampens your spirits does it Sam Aww. and Sam looks at the rain clouds and goes I reckon those rain clouds might it's <laughs> <laughs> just like oh <laughs> but that was, Sam that was just the other week we were walking at Rivington yeah. Park <laughs> yeah. oh I know he's a trooper Sam isn't he mm-hmm. even if his trooper. accent is a little bit wobbly Occasionally. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Only a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, How about you? I like... I always like it in a film when people say the name of a film. Oh, OK. I think you should be able to stand up and cheer in the cinema, <laughs> even if you're breaking the code. But Saruman talks about the union of the two towers. Yeah. And I just always think it's fun, because it's <laughs> kind of crowbarred in that little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what really tickled me this time, um, post-Covid. Mm-hmm. Um, and post-Jackie uh, Weaver... Um, there are two. The, on two occasions in this half of the film, does someone say you have no authority here? <laughs> Which really tickles me. I think Aorma um, uh-huh. says it to um, Wormtongue, I think, and then I think Wormtongue then says it to Gandalf later on. Yeah. Or you, I think he says you have no power here. But yeah, mm-hmm. Aorma saying that you have no authority here really tickled me. <laughs> it just made me think about Jackie Excellent. Weaver and her uh, council meeting on Zoom. Um, <laughs> I like potatoes. You can definitely oh, yes. use that in real life. I say that all the time. Potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, I do. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. This is, I think we said, I think I said this, not really a line, it's a word, but I think I said this in uh, in Fellowship, just Frodo. Frodo! <laughs> We've got quite a, quite a few Frodo's in, uh, yeah, in two sounds. <laughs> and even though you can't use it in real life, every time you see Sean Astin on the TV, <laughs> I think it is appropriate to shout, Frodo! <laughs> I'm sure he's really chuffed that that's like his legacy. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yeah. I'm sure he is. I think um, oh, I saw a meme that um, is he in something daft like oh, what's he in? Is he in like Ten Things I Hate About You? No, it's something better than that. Oh, oh sorry, he's in um, what's he in? The one with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates. He is. You're quite right. Yeah. I saw a meme that said, um, "Oh no way! I can't believe that um, the guy that's in Stranger Things is the guy out of Fifty First Dates." Yeah. <laughs> and someone, someone had commented, "He didn't take the ring all the way into Mordor <laughs> to Mount Doom to be known as the guy from Fifty Fifty First yeah, Dates." I've seen that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm sure he'd be happy to be remembered for Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, or Bob from Stranger Things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else do I like? I like. Gandalf. Yes. Oh, that was his. Does he say? Oh, I can't even remember. That, that, was, is it, my that name. was that was my name. I couldn't remember if he said that's what they used to call me. That was my name. And then yes, he I said, love that. But then he pauses and says, "That's what they called me." That's what, yeah, yeah. He and says, he's got that little oh, smile. Yeah, just that little smile. Like, oh yes, like he's getting his he's getting his Gandalf back. Yeah, isn't he? And then he says something like, 
Gandalf the Grey. And then he says, but I am Gandalf the White. Yes. And I love it how he says, white. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can hear that. White. White. <laughs> yes, that's that's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of my favourites, which just makes me laugh because of... Well, how, do you, how do you feel about DVD extras? I know, you, um, I know you're not into commentaries. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know about. I don't know why I've got this thing against commentaries. Okay. It's not against them, but <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, it kind of just sucks the sort of losing. Magic. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, I love all the extras. I love yes. watching like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. It depends what getting it the is. goss in that way. I think these Blu-rays are next level, mm. aren't they? For yeah. that, definitely. Uh, and you do learn a load of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like them where they have DVD extras, which basically just tell you what film you've just watched. Yes. Where it's just it's just like TV spots. Mm-hmm. Well, my character is this and that. And it's like, I've, just, I've literally just watched it. Yeah, like, I don't need to I don't need you to, yeah, <laughs> I don't need you to tell me that. Um, but I do remember on the extras for Two Towers, them discussing the scene mm-hmm. After Theoden has uh, got his, you know, mojo back, yeah, and they're discussing what to do next, mm-hmm. and Aragorn has to say, "Open war is upon you, mm-hmm. whether you would wish it or not." Mm-hmm. But there's about seven or eight takes. Oh right, okay. Um, so it, whenever I see that scene, it always makes me chuckle because <laughs> I'll have to try and find it. But yeah, there is there is a little DVD extra where it's mm-hmm. "Open war is upon you." Whether you would wish it or not. Open war is upon you, whether you would wish it or not. Open war is upon you, whether you wish it or not. So that oh line goodness. just always makes me chuckle. Because I think, no, that, that's, the li- that's, that's the one they went for, that's the yeah. take they went for, but they did it several, oh, wow. several times. I like the one they did. Yeah, I like the absolutely. way they stuck with it. But, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can imagine that being quite But funny. yeah, the line does make me laugh. <laughs> uh, any worse lines? Um, mostly like Legolas. Like I think, <laughs> I, no, I feel he's really not... sorry for him, but I his know. lines are so clunky, and usually yeah. it's just <clears throat> spelling out the obvious, or, or they're using yes. it to sort of point something out in the plot that you, as an audience, can't. I don't. He's, know. he's the Greek chorus, yeah, isn't he? That's they have the taken one. the hobbits to Isengard. Yes. yes, stuff like that. Yeah, just yeah. because he can see very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah, of it is in clumpy. the book, unfortunately. I think I think he's given a lot of dialogue that is straight out of the book. Mm-hmm. They run as if the very whips of their masters are behind them. <sighs> I know. Well, yeah. you know, he's Sorry, Legolas, I do like you as a as an overall character in the films, but yeah. yeah, just zip it occasionally. I guess, you know, elves are just quite poetic, aren't they? And, you know, that's yeah. the way that they speak in some ways. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he says anything useful, particularly. It's <laughs> just explaining the plot as he yeah, goes along. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I complete. I get what you mean about the clunkiness. I think the the line that it's not a bad line, it's not a badly written line, mm-hmm. but the line that makes me go mm, mm-hmm. is um, Theoden. Oh, I know. I like. I like. I'll put in favourite lines. Mm-hmm. I know your face. Oh, I know. Which makes me, you know, tear a little bit yes. when he recognises Eowyn. Yeah. And then shortly after that, where is my son? I know. Oh. Yeah, that's a hard scene. That's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the scene after um, Theodred's funeral, mm-hmm. where he's upset and, you know, uh, you know. Then again, I'm not saying the, the bad lines. Yeah. But, you know, they're just sad. They're, well, just sad. they're well written and well performed. Apparently just... Bernard Hill came up with that <clears throat> bit about no parents should yes. have to... 
bury, bury their, their own, own son. child yeah. and things like that because yeah. he'd been speaking to a lady. Yeah. Who'd said something very similar to him from her actual experience. Yeah. And he was just like, I think we need to put that in here. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, cool. And it works really well. Mm-hmm. Works oh, really well. it is really sad though. Because I think without that, Theoden's not a particularly sympathetic character. Yeah. Because he spends the first half of the first half of the film um, <laughs> being practically comatose. It's not his fault. No. But, you know, he's being controlled, isn't mm-hmm. he, by Grima. Yeah. Um, via, you know, Saruman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as soon as he's awake, he wants to run away. Where was Gondor? Exactly. Where was, oh, yeah, he's a bit bitter, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then he wants to run away to Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Worst buzzer ever. Um <laughs> So, you know, you do, you have to have that little bit where you it becomes a proper human mm-hmm. character, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I quite like Gandalf's comforting in that scene as well. Mm. Yeah. Where he, like, reassures him that Theodrin will, will find, you know, his forefathers. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's nice, oh, Gandalf. Yeah. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah, he's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any running? <laughs> <laughs> There's practically nothing but running. Yeah, for this film, for some of of the characters. Yeah, definitely. Um, So yeah, we do. We have uh, cross country running. We have, have and we find that trail running dwarves are not cut out (laughs) for cross country, but dangerous over short distances. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, When they were filming that scene, um, so obviously they. We all know they film things out of order. Of the way we record this, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they go yeah, well, all over the place. I think they, they intend to do <laughs> Yeah, that. they're probably a bit more organised yeah. in terms of the way they go. <laughs> they have storyboards. Um, when, the, when they filmed the cross-country running scene with Aragon, uh-huh. Legolas and Gimli, mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen has got two broken toes. Yes. From a scene that comes a little bit later in the film where he kicks a helmet. Yes. And he actually played... The breaking of his toes out and into the scene. It's astonishing, that scene. And even <laughs> yeah. more astonishing when you realise that he's just broken Ow. two toes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe Orlando Bloom has broken ribs from falling off a horse, Ouch. I think, or something. Um, from an early scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy who uh, doubles as Gimli, and yes. his name is Brett Beatty. Oh, well done. Um, yeah, he's got an injured knee. Uh-huh. And yet they're all just like so running like legends thing. for like the whole day filming this scene. So in all fairness, I mean, we, we we put in this section about is there any running because we are both keen runners, keen perhaps pushing it a little bit. Depends on what time of day. We do a little bit of run. Yeah, and if there's a medal or, or a miles bar at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but in all in all fairness, um, in in that they are all running whilst carrying horrible injuries, mm-hmm. that's like a proper runners. That is a proper runner. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, go then, yeah. 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 I bet they didn't have any Brooks or A6 to help either. I bet they didn't. No, no physios. <laughs> no. Um, the Orcs and the Uruk High as well do mm. a lot of running. They do. Everyone's running a lot. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going lot. somewhere. Yeah, any other running? Any other? Um, not not no, really. I, I think, think so. we get most no. of it out the way we at do. the start. We do, don't at we? the beginning, mm-hmm. yes. Apparently, it, uh, just as an aside... Um, some of the Uruk High were big fellas. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they were looking for like six foot tall mm-hmm. extras to be the Uruk High. Um, but then New Zealand, not a massive place. So okay. they kind of ran out of six foot tall people. Um, <laughs> so then they've got some shorter people who they um, cheekily called the Uruk Law. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Which is, yeah, that's quite cute. Very witty. 
Are they all, are all orcs male? They appear to be, don't they? They do. But they then do. to be... Some of them are played by women, by all accounts. Mm. Difficult Fair to enough. tell, but... Some yeah, under so all I'm not sure whether... stuff, but yeah. I was just going to say... Right, so you might buzz at me because I can't remember if this is in the okay. first part okay. or the second part, but we do see at some point in mm-hmm. the Two Towers how the uruk at least, yeah. come to be. We do, yes. We and do. they just seem to be like... They're just like created out, out of the of earth, the earth yes. and stuff, don't yeah. they? And and all the nastiness we with do. Isengard. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess um, genderless orcs? Yes. The, the reason why I ask this question is, um, we're going to come on to, is there any good food? And <laughs> another one, it's not not one I can use in real life being a vegetarian, but um, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a oh, fun yeah, line. true. And, yeah, and I thought, oh, boys, yeah, fair are enough, all yeah. orcs male? Good point. Um, according to Tolkien, uh, the orcs, <laughs> who thinks they really, really overthought everything, in all mm-hmm. fairness, the original orcs were elves. They yes. were captured elves. I do that remember were this. Kind of converted mm-hmm. into orcs via mm-hmm. various um, nefarious methods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the orcs were kind of not bred, but created in the same way as the Urukai. Right, okay. So I guess if you were creating something for strength then mm-hmm. arguably sorry i know there's a lot of strong ladies out there representing mm-hmm. but arguably you would create them male yeah um certainly tolkien would have written them that way yes. in his time because yeah his time, exactly you know obviously tolkien and lewis were veterans mm-hmm. of world wars and you know at that time the military were 100 percent male yeah they? absolutely and if you wanted to create a fighting force they would all be males so. yeah I assume that orcs are mm-hmm. all male, even though props to some of the ladies that, yeah. that are playing orcs <laughs> in, in this uh, film. So, yes, is there any good food? Uh, well, there is mention of uh, potatoes. Potatoes. <sighs> potatoes. Yeah. Um, There's a rabbit stew. There is rabbit stew. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. <laughs> I just love Gollum's response to, to cooking everything. Yeah. Because he wants it all... Um, Raw and wriggling. Raw and, and wriggling, yes, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, his presentation of the rabbit to <laughs> Frodo is quite entertaining. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any other good grub? We've got more Lambus bread, obviously. That's... Yeah. Good grub, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, true. Um, Sam has his salt. I love oh. Sam's priorities. I love his priorities, oh, no. his, you know. Yeah. What would no, th- This is something that I haven't prepped you for, but um, mm-hmm. if you were going to uh, Mount Doom yes. with a, a cursed ring, mm-hmm. um, what condiments would you make sure that you took with you? Oh, condiments? Um, yeah, brown know. sauce. Okay. Always brown sauce. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some beetroot. <laughs> <laughs> I really wasn't expecting that. I really a jar wasn't of crinkly that. sliced beetroot. A jar beetroot. of crinkly sliced beetroot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, brown, I like, yeah, I like brown sauce beetroot. pretty much goes with everything and anything. Quite right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, beetroot. It's like it's kind of healthy for you. It is. But also, it's nice and sweet and it tangy, is, so yeah. it's a bit like having a sweet treat. Yeah, and and, and you can eat, obviously just eat it by itself. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. run out of lambas bread. Yep. Yeah. There you go. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. 
I think I'd, I'd try and be a bit more streamlined to be okay. fair because like you know a big jar of beetroot oh yeah because it, would, it couldn't it? be like a little jar of no, exactly. cut. it'd have to be like one of the proper yeah, like family Christmas batons. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and you'd yeah. have to make sure you get the lid off before you get two weeks to actually get the lid off because <laughs> <laughs> that takes the, the strength of like ten men his, to uh, you know, do big that. fingers yeah true yeah. Um, I'm just going to go with Tabasco Oh, okay. Because that livens everything up and it comes in just a little bottle. Mm-hmm. So you can just put that in your back pocket, couldn't you, really? Yeah. You know, not like you. See, this is... Suitcase full of... This is, this is why... <laughs> this is why I've just, always had a problem going on holiday and always have to take suitcases with me. I'm no good at just packing, holiday. like, a backpack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm not... I must admit, no, I'm not a, I'm not a light uh, packer. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Beerroot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Sam does mention roast chicken, but they never get any roast chicken because mm-hmm. he's brought the salt yeah. just in case. Yeah. Um, the the orcs will eat pretty much anything, but um, they've got maggoty bread. I think. Yeah, they're not happy it. about that. No, no, no. They'd rather have fresh hobbit legs. Yep. Um, thankfully, they don't. Um, and I know it's not food, but drink. Uh, the ent draft. Ooh. I could do with a bit of ent draft. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, oh bless! I'd, I'd love to be a couple of inches taller. That would be nice if I could have like an ent anti draft. That would be great. Like I could do with being an inch or two shorter. Just, yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Uh, but yeah, that's fun. That is mm-hmm. fun. Oh, you've also got Gimli um, in the the scene, open words oh. upon you, whether you wish it or not. Who's who's just literally just belching and drinking his beer and munching, mm-hmm. which kind of lightens that scene up. Yeah, it? it does. Yeah, I can't think of any more food. Can you watch it with your mum? Oh well, you didn't because she didn't really uh, yeah. want to. Yeah, yeah. So could yes, wouldn't no, no. Um, I think it's it's rated. Was it rated twelve? Mm, twelve um, yeah. for intense combat and fantasy horror, but that's all in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the arcs are a little bit scary. Yeah, I don't think. Mm, is it scarier than Fellowship? It's a bit more gory. It's low level gore, but it's a bit gorier than Fellowship. You isn't see it? more of the orcs. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you see more of the orcs and the Urukai and stuff. Yeah, but it's you know, fearsome. in Fellowship, one of the Urukai gets beheaded. So you know, true. Yes, I don't think there's that. anything quite yeah. as extreme as scratch. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's true. So yeah, you can watch it with your mum. Is it a mo movie? No. Well. Oh. I'm going to argue okay. that it just about is. Okay. Just about. Cool. Blink and you've missed it. Mm-hmm. I blinked. You must have done. <laughs> <laughs> there are actually two occasions right. where two women speak to each other and not about a man, but they are very brief. Okay. So I genuinely can't think of them. No, it's however, only because I've properly had my more radar okay. going. Um, when, and I'm sorry I can't remember the name of the village if indeed it has a name, but when the village is about to be sacked by the Uruk-hai. Oh, you're thinking about the mother. Yeah. puts the little girl, Frida, on a horse with her brother. Yeah. And she tells them to go and they have a little conversation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, that, it never know, registered with me as a brief. mo moment. It's but, brief, yeah. but it works. And then later on when the when they get to the Golden Hall, mm-hmm. um Eowyn speaks to Frida. Mm-hmm. I don't think she talks back because she's eating. Yeah. some more good food. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, but she does speak to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Frida asks her where her mum is. Yeah. But we don't know at this point. Yes. If she's made it. We assume she hasn't. Yeah, we don't know. 
Um, so just about, just about squeaks in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, good spot. Just it about. never crossed my mind that bit, actually. No, like I said... I always I think, just, like, I, two adult women having exactly, a conversation, yes. like, an actual conversation. Yeah, but, yeah, fair enough. Just about, yeah. And you've also got Miranda Otto. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Eowyn, yeah. who is kick-ass. She is kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah, she is, like, feisty. She is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she's got a little love triangle thing going on, which weakens oh. her character slightly in terms of being, you know, a strong woman and whatnot. But um, yeah, it just shows different but, sides to a character. Yeah, I think so, you know, because she can still be like a shield maiden of Rohan, but, you know, she can still have warm fuzzies for her fella. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. why not? Yeah. And it's Aragorn, in all yeah. fairness. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's not afraid of, like, speaking her mind to him about, True. like, you know, what she wants out of life. Yeah. She's not like, oh yeah, I just want to, I want to marry you and make yes. eyes at you. Um, you know, she wants <laughs> yeah. to like go out there and fight and yeah. protect her people. And she does, but yeah, mm-hmm. we're not talking mm-hmm. about it... that right now. No, <laughs> <laughs> but she is. Uh, yeah, she's a great character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, were next other film references. Right, I think it's really hard mm-hmm. with uh, with Lord of the Rings because. They're just, he, I don't think he does. He certainly doesn't seem to do them um, deliberately. No, because you can't really... You tra- you're being sort of as loyal to the source material as possible. And, exactly. Yeah, so it doesn't really... And, and one thing that I always think when I, when I watch um, Treebeard is, mm-hmm. this is really boring. No, that's not. That's not <laughs> I, mean. but, um, I want to go to he, sleep. He makes, <laughs> I'm suddenly very sleepy. <laughs> is, he reminds me of a Ray Harryhausen. Um, character, okay. um, even though he's completely CG, right? When Merry and Pippin are being carried, that's mm-hmm. a physical thing that they made with seats on. Yes, uh, when you get the close-ups. Mm-hmm. But when you see the whole of Treebeard, he is completely CG. But he right. moves okay. to me like a stop-motion uh-huh. character. You yeah, know? I and know he what makes you mean. me think of like Ray Harryhausen, like the yeah. you know Jason the Argonauts, all that kind of see? thing. I was wondering whether he was completely CG or not because I read somewhere that they actually had an animatronic tree beard. Yes. Um, I so think there are bits it's like of... 14 foot high or something like that. Yeah. Um, that might have been the one that they used for... Just positioning very... and things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And for the the bits where, you, where you're watching them close up. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're kind of actually sitting in the tree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the, the, I mean, it's, it's not a direct film reference, but there's lots of other films where, where um, trees attack characters. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the Whomping Willow yeah. in uh, yeah. Harry Potter. Fair enough. Um, and also Evil Dead, but we'll, we'll oh. brush over that because. Yeah. I'm useless on that no subject. One, yeah, <laughs> no, no one wants to talk about that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's a history of um, violent trees. Right, Because um, okay. in the extended version, the, the tree kind of almost. Consumes Merry and Pippin, mm-hmm. doesn't it? After they've drunk the end draft in the yeah. extended edition. But um, other than that, there was nothing that I really thought of because it's you know it's Tolkien, yeah. isn't it? And Peter Jackson's got enough on his plate without trying to make reference to other films <laughs> that he likes. Very true. <laughs> um, soundtrack. This is your uh, soundtrack. This is your area. Oh, see now all <coughs> my pages are all over the place. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, there we go. Don't you apologise? Totally, my dear. Says me right for writing in like <laughs> vibrant colours. I get all yeah, disorientated. Uh, yeah, okay. So soundtrack is by 
Howard Shaw still. Yep. Um, performed by London Philharmonic mm-hmm. Orchestra, the London Voices and the London Oratory School Scholars. Um, I, yeah, we've already said how glorious the soundtrack is. Yeah. It's amazing. Because there are new themes in this. Mm-hmm. You've still got bits that are left over from the Fellowship. Yeah. But then you've got new, particularly the um, Rohan, mm-hmm. the Riders of Rohan yeah. theme. It's completely new and it goes right the way through the soundtrack, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It does. Do you have any like kind of like favourite music moments? Do you think it is it? Um, is I don't know. I think that, it like, is. Love? I, I love the Rowan theme. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, every time we go to the lakes and we go past the Rowan outdoor clothing <laughs> shop, I have to go because <laughs> it's funny. Um, <laughs> it is funny. Um, I, and I love I, again. This bit was in Fellowship, but the um, I don't know what the name of the piece is. But the when the, when when it kind of pans to Isengard and mm-hmm. that industrial mm-hmm. that's in a weird really weird time signature yes like where it's like five dum, four dum, or something dum, yeah dum, yeah dum, I mean it's a it's yeah. a it's not a particularly relaxing piece of music mm-hmm. but it's very evocative isn't mm-hmm. it yeah um, I love that um, the raw hand the violin mm-hmm. which we know from the the Rohan theme yeah. was sold at auction end of last year. Really? Apparently. Ooh, how yes. much? Uh four thousand eight hundred and three pounds. Whoa, they got a bargain. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. violin that plays the Rohan theme for you. Exactly. Well it's not like Sparky's magic piano, no. Uh, but apparently it's a Norwegian hardanger right, okay. uh, violin slash fiddle. Uh it was Dermot Crean that played it. Mm-hmm. On the soundtrack, and it has eight or nine strings. Oh wow! So you've got the the usual number of strings on a violin. Four. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> and then I'm going to sound so, like an idiot now if it's five. Nearly <laughs> said five. I'm fairly certain it's four. No, I think it is four. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of the strings are kind of underneath. Right. Yeah. So like they resonate, which is why you get that sort of two tone sound. Exactly. On the violin. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. So okay. apparently Peter Jackson went to Dermot Crean, who's a you know I think he's an All Ireland fiddle champion, mm-hmm. um, and gave him the word Hobbit. And said, "Off you go." Right. Um, and he came back with something that was really Celtic, mm-hmm. thinking that you know hobbits and leprechauns probably are not too dissimilar. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter Jackson kind of liked it, but wanted something less Irish sounding mm-hmm. and more like Scandinavian. Okay. For the for the Rohan, uh, the Rohirrim. Yeah. Um, because they kind of look. They've, they've got, got the, the whole Viking, Viking sort exactly. of thing going on, haven't yeah. they? With the two yeah. horses as the yeah, like sort of, the horses, the helmets, yeah. the just the construction of the buildings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went along with his idea, but it was played on a Norwegian wow. um, eight slash nine string violin. Lovely job, Blake. Um, yeah, that was just a little interesting fact. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So uh, while we're talking money, this film at the time it made it like the highest grossing opening weekend, I think. Wow. For the film. Um, I think that's been beaten now by like Avengers Endgame, Endgame. and Avatar and <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, um, let me find my page. There we go. <laughs> so <laughs> the estimated budget for the film was uh, $94 million. Wow. I know we're talking like part one, but we'll just do, we'll just do the this whole the film whole for film. this. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, or we can say that, like the, the first, first half was forty-seven <laughs> yes. million dollars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's ninety-four million dollars for the whole film. I would imagine that Helm Street probably cost an awful lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So it made over twice that back in its opening weekend. Goodness. Ah. Wow. And in total, it's grossed um, $948 million. That's quite a lot of money. Yeah. Considering it's the weakest film of the oh, franchise. It's not. <laughs> no, not. no, not of the franchise because we're not even going with The Hobbit. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah. No, let's, no, no, we're not doing that. Footnote. 11 films have since smashed the opening weekend record set by The Two Towers in 2002. In that year alone, Spider-Man broke the record set by the first Harry Potter film the previous year and Attack of the Clones broke that record before being overtaken by the second Lord of the Rings film. It's interesting to note that of the 15 films to hold the record for biggest opening weekend worldwide since 2001, all but one, The Fate of the Furious, if you're interested, could be described as genre films. That's geek power. Um, So... Has it dated? I've got some interesting, um, not facts for you. Mm-hmm. It's from, I mean, I've put 2003, it's 20 years, but technically it was. It came out at the end of 2002, mm-hmm. didn't it? Um, other films, let me read you, just so that you can see whether it's dated. Okay. In terms of um, the technology, okay. I suppose, because yeah. obviously you can't date the film because it's set in... Middle Earth. I don't know, Middle <laughs> in whatever year that was. Yeah. Um, Fantasy films that came out the same year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Attack of the Clones. Okay. We've already spoken mm-hmm. about. Blade 2. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Okay, yeah. Spider-Man. Original Spider-Man. Original Spider-Man. Right, okay. Um, Reign of Fire. Uh-huh. Um, and Scorpion King. Well, I've not seen that. You don't but, need to. Okay, I can, but yeah. The CG, I mean, Scorpion King's just absolutely shocking. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen absolutely clips terrible. of Scorpion King. Wasn't that like an attempt at like a mummy franchise? Yes, it was, yes, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Mm, um, everyone's favourite, but yeah, dreadful. Um, but even Spider-Man, I mean, I recently mm-hmm. re-watched Spider-Man 2, because mm-hmm. that's personally my favourite out of the whole franchise. Yeah. It, just don't get me started. I could write a dissertation on the theological implications of Peter Parker deciding not to be Spider-Man and anyway. Um, <laughs> but it's still dated. Right, yeah. When you watch it's the kind of swinging dated. through the, the, the city scenes, yeah. you know, the CG is a little bit raw. Mm-hmm. Well, I rewatched this time last year when I had COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, at like three o'clock in the morning, I decided to put Spider Man on, yeah. like the original Spider Man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it shocked me because yeah. it had been a, a good number of years since I'd watched the originals. Uh-huh. It shocked me how clunky the CGI it is. It's like the Green Goblin flying yes. around. I was like, whoa, I don't remember this looking like this. No. And that's so, the same yeah, year. The same year. Wow. So has it dated? I'm uh, going to go with a big no. fat no. Absolutely no. not. Oh, which reminds me of another of my favourite lines, which I didn't write down. Well, uh-huh. I did write down, but my laptop just decided not to save it, so I've just remembered, is uh, Stupid Fat Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> which is a line you can use in real life. <laughs> not to someone's face. <laughs> Maybe not to someone's face, no. But I just like the line. I just like the line. Stupid Fat Hobbit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my favourite. That's good. Um... Yeah, it's really, really not dated at all, mm-hmm. I think. And I bet you can watch it in another... Te- I think there's the odd, the odd scene mm-hmm. 
were Gollum, maybe, you know, I don't know, very, very occasionally. Mm -hmm. You know, a matter of frames, a matter of seconds where you think, hmm, that maybe, you know, could have had it done with another polish. Mm -hmm. But overall, he's just, you can look at him, you can watch it on Blu-ray, you can probably watch it on 4K, you know. It's just, he's a a person, he's Mm -hmm. a character. He's he's not... um, not CG, it's not Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to, um, when we get to part two yes. of this film, to sort of see the C- CGI and compare it to like the films of its time. Yes. Just because, there, other than Gollum, there isn't like tons of CGI in this film, really. Most no. of it is, is like Physical workshop yeah, stuff, isn't it? Definitely. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but obviously we've got in Helm's Deep. See, it doesn't work. There we go. Oh, yeah. well, that was like an extra long bus. <laughs> it was, it was. Um, yeah, we've got so much CGI going on there. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the second part stands up, but yeah. definitely the first part. Mm-hmm. Is it Covid safe? Mm, no. <laughs> it's mostly outside. <laughs> but there's big crowds of people outside at various points. There are, yes. Not as many as <clears> in the second and then, lots of the bad guys are wearing masks yeah I guess so <laughs> so you know that's good yeah fair enough uh, yeah there's not so much inside no I was just I'm just racking my brains going is that in the first part is that in the second part am I going to get buzzed <laughs> but um, Merry and Pippin fighting over the Ent water true yes uh, that's not very Covid safe drinking no. out of the same vestibule no vestibule it's not vestibule <laughs> <laughs> vestibule <laughs> I don't know what word we're looking for. It's been a very long day. Vessel. 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 Merry and Pippin drinking out of the same <laughs> vessel. Yes. The same drinking vessel. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's not COVID safe <clears> at <throat> all. It really isn't. Mm-mm. No. I think we've done Could It Start a Franchise? Do we need a prequel or sequel? <laughs> with, uh, with, we don't need the with, prequel. We absolutely don't Only need the prequel. Only in book form. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've got a few uh, <clears throat> bad reviews, but you know what? Oof. I think I'm going to save them for part okay. two. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, because they made me chuckle so much. And also, we're probably running also, into like the same length. Yeah, well, it's time not as quite as long as it's not quite as long as the film, but we're we're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only any other business that um, that I thought was interesting mm-hmm. um, and quite funny is um, the Black Gate. Now, obviously, you've read the books, mm-hmm. uh, book slash books. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, I think there's a title of a chapter which is the Black Gate opens. Uh huh. It's a gate. Yes. There's one of them. Yeah. And apparently what happened was that Fran wrote a memo mm-hmm. to whoever was CGing um, the Black Gates, you know, talking about the Black Gates. Oh, right. Oh, OK. It was literally just a misprint. Ah. And someone designed some gates. <laughs> and when they watched no. it, they were like, why is there two of them? Yeah. Well, that's what you wrote. Did I? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so that's what I've never even thought about. I like it. the symmetry of it. I do. Yeah, <clears throat> I like the symmetry. But technically, mm-hmm. in the book, there's just a gate, isn't there? Yeah, black gate opens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we've got two yeah, gates, and it's just thanks to a just a, a misprint. <laughs> just on the, on that the note funny. of the black gate <clears throat> gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know this isn't like a film problem because it's it's in the book. Yeah. Um, but how did Frodo and Sam seriously think they were going to get through the unseen? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I know the 
choice they make is not like mm. good in the long run. No. In a way. And they're little, but, aren't they? They're going to stand out. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, it just seems a bit daft. But that is a book thing rather than... It a is. Book. Yeah, you're right. Um, incidentally, <coughs> that particular scene where they're uh, looking out at the Black Gate, obviously mm-hmm. they're not because it's not actually there. <laughs> but um, that it's scene was filmed the day after the um, the scene at the end of Fellowship mm-hmm. where Sam runs after Frodo and jumps into the water and mm-hmm. cut his foot open on, Ooh, a, on a bottle. Yeah. Oh, that always makes me feel so, like yeah. that. So when you watch that scene... Um, Sean Astin is just hobbling around Aww. on a stitched up, bandaged up yeah. foot. But Pitch. I suppose the pl- that's the plus side of having big hobbit feet. Yes. That you can just hide your bandages with. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well done, Sean Astin. Yeah. Suffering for your art. Absolutely. I think there was a lot of that went on. Yeah, I think <laughs> this so. This <laughs> series of films. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to save those reviews for next okay. time. Because, okay. Um, I'm excited funny. to hear about them. And, um, and, yeah, because we can't talk about Helm's Deep for an hour, can we? Mm-mm. You probably can actually. To be yeah, fair. But, I uh, will. Yeah. So I think all that remains is to say thank you for rejoining us mm-hmm. um, in this new year, yeah. and um, to be continued on disc two.